Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What up, what up, what up, guys? Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Flash After Show. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in because this is a season finale. You guys have stuck it out for us. You guys have stayed here, tuned in every week, communicated with us. We've learned from you. You've learned from us. And we're going to continue to do that. This is a season finale. This is Success is Assured, Season 6, Episode 19 of The Flash. And I am never alone. I always have my ride or dies with me. First off, Zach, the OG of the after show. How are you doing, man? How Like, how's life? And you got the meta tweets with us. So how's it going? Dude, things are going great. I'm pumped. I'm excited for tonight. This is uh, this was quite the finale for finales. So I'm excited to talk about it. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. You're right. There is a lot of talk. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things going on in the news about what should have happened, what did happen. Speaking of news, Shiksha is my go-to for everything news. Shiksha, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Honestly, a little sad because this is the last one for the season and I'm going to miss everybody, but still excited to be here to talk about this. Yes, I'm excited as well. And I'm a little upset. I'm rocking the Flash shirt because, like, this is the season finale. This is the Flash, and I am your host, Jeff Williams. But I need to I need to get you guys' overall thoughts on this episode. We're going to be talking about Caitlyn. We're going to be talking about her mom. We're going to be talking about the whole team Flash and what happened between them and the Black Hole, Ava, um, Mr. McCullough. Like, there's so much drama going on in this season finale that we didn't even know was a season finale, that they didn't even know was a season finale. But it still ended off with a bang, and we still left off with a huge cliffhanger. What did you guys think about this episode? Zach, we'll start with you. Yeah, like I was saying, man, I actually really enjoyed this for a finale episode, uh, especially given everything on top of it with uh, cutting the, the season short. Props to the actors, props to the editors, props to everyone, cast and crew that put it all together and made it happen. I don't know what kind of reshoots they might have had to done, or if they just literally took what they had shot and intertwined everything. But man, we had it all. Action, drama, inner turmoil of all these actors that we all care about, all the characters that we care about. And dude, the bad guy got away. I mean, what better way to end the season than like, sorry for spoilers, but you know, going right to it. I mean, it's it's a different way of ending um, The Flash. And I think it worked in its favor. Uh, you know, we had a lot of hints of uh, reverse Flash kind of ending the season being the big bad. And I'm kind of happy the way that ended. So. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up for me. Shiksha, what do you think? You know, I actually really enjoyed this for a finale as well. I was not sure what I was going to think just because it was an unplanned finale. And it could have honestly just gone either way. But I I genuinely think that this was a really good replacement for a finale. They ended a lot of things. They, um, I don't know. I, everybody ended up coming together in certain ways. Uh, the cliffhanger was necessary almost <laughs> to start off season seven so it just kind of worked and I'm really excited that it did 
Um, and then on top of that, you had the fight scene. And I'm not that big on fight scenes. I find them a little boring. But <laughs> this fight scene was really interesting because of the way that it was edited with the different the different scenes and stuff together. So let me know in the comments if y'all agree. But that added to my enjoying the episode. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, definitely. I, I agree. That was one of the biggest like fight scenes I feel like we've seen in The Flash in such a long time. It was cool. It was great to see because the Flash wasn't even in the in the fight scene. We saw everybody mm-hmm. else fighting, and we got to see everybody else's story develop in that fight. So we'll discuss more of that later. But um, like you said, this whole this whole uh, this whole episode was great to me. I was very hesitant going in just because of all the things people have been saying. Like we didn't plan for this. We don't. Uh, there's a cliffhanger, but it wasn't the one we were supposed to do. Like it was so much hesitation leading in. And we got a great result. And it almost brought me back to like when Barry left for the speed force and we didn't really know if he was coming back or leaving. That kind of, it gave me that kind of vibes where we don't know what's going on. Is is Iris alive? I don't want to get too far into it, but that is a cliffhanger and it was great to see. But before we get into that side, I kind of want to start with Caitlin and the mom because that was a, um, a storyline that's been growing recently. And I want to give it the respect it deserves. So I want to ask you guys, what did you think about um Caitlin and her or Caitlin as in Frost and her mom interacting because I didn't personally know that we we're gonna see her mom in this episode or this season I thought she was just kind of gonna leave and that storyline was just gonna falter so what do you think Zach yeah you know I'm a little upset with it given the fact of what we saw a little bit further into the episode um you know the mom is talking to Frost as if like you know, she isn't her daughter, but clearly it's like the daughter's body and everything. And she's trying her hardest to be like, you know, I wish Caitlin was here to help me, you know, go through the science kind of stuff, which at the same time, like, I feel like this is where the show goes back and forth on things where it could very easily be like, you know, we could hear Caitlin's voice and we could, Caitlin's voice can talk through Frost to her to help with the science stuff. We, in fact, even saw that at the end of the episode with Barry and Caitlin. And it's like, Caitlin... There was Caitlyn at the end of the episode, and if the mom needed Caitlyn to come out that badly, Frost could have very quickly been like, hey, go say hi to your mom, and then, like, I would like to spend some more time with her. You know, like, let's work as, like, three people, three minds, instead of two minds. It was a little, dis, uh, little, uh, what's the word, uh, disputing to me. It didn't feel right, uh, like, like she was putting her down, um, even though still caring for her and knowing that her daughter's there. Um, I was happy to see that the mom was there. That's cool. Was not expecting that, just like you said. And um, kind of curious to know where they're going to go with it now that uh, Caitlin, uh, uh, Danielle Pennebaker had already had her baby and this wasn't actually planned, you know, to have happened. We had planned for her to go away to have her baby, you know, uh, mid-season, I guess, and then uh, season seven come back. So now she'll have more than enough time, I think, to to add to season seven. So. Very true. Shiksha? Um, you know, I was really happy to see that the mom saw Frost as um as her daughter as well. I thought that that was really awesome and it could have gone the other way very easily. Mm-hmm. I just have a I'm having a hard time fully grasping the whole Caitlin Frost relationship a little bit because um in the beginning of the season we saw how frost was trying to have her own life and be her own person and all that and she's been the baddest up until now but now 
in this episode, I couldn't tell the difference between Frost or Caitlin, like the way that she was behaving, the things that she was saying, it could have easily been Caitlin saying the exact same things. So for me, it's like, where, where's the line? How do we differentiate between the two personalities? Because right now they seem to be the same. And if that's the route that the writers want to go with showing that they're the same person, okay, but up until now, they've been separate. See, that's been my issue this whole season, because I've been like, who is who? Sometimes I forget now that we lost mm-hmm. the voice modulation of Frost, which I thought was like such a cool edge to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it made her killer Frost, but still you could take away the killer yeah, aspect or killer name and still have that. Like she's a meta through and through. Now all you're doing is just throwing a wig on her and changing her eyes or makeup and being like, yeah. this is a different person and this is Caitlin. You know, it just doesn't doesn't play for me. And it's yeah. it's harder to differentiate. If I was a first time viewer watcher coming into this show and i would have seen frost in the beginning of the episode and then caitlin at the end of it and be like oh she got her hair that's yeah, cool exactly. what's up exactly. you know like it's the same character they haven't yeah. done much in terms of writing to differentiate it and it's not going the way i was hoping it would do you think, it's I think it... sorry no uh, you can go just asking do you guys think that this only happened because she got pregnant i would say um... so I would say so, but I, but this kind of leads into my next question because I personally think that now that we've seen her mother, that there's going to be a bigger storyline, that there's going to be something along with she's going to come back because she didn't just, the actress didn't just come back for a cameo. I feel that she's going to be more along the lines of something in season seven. Do you guys think this is just a pop in, hey, we're kind of taking the actress out or hey, um, there's going to be something to go with the storyline with her mother and with Frost? Um, I mean, the people in the chat are kind of talking about this right now. They're saying how, uh, you know, crisis changed the mother. Before this, the mother was a complete, like, oh. you know, complete B. We didn't like her. Nobody really got along with her. She just, like, was rude. Um, Caitlin clearly had nothing, wanted nothing much to do with her. Um, but she's different. She seems different. She seems nicer. And I, I would have to think something with crisis changed her. And um, I don't know where they're going to go with it. You know, it's a nice cameo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that because she was pregnant, they decided to take this route with her storyline. And um, the mother was just an excuse to get Caitlin out of the picture for a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And now because of COVID and because of this majorly long hiatus, um, I don't don't think that storyline is going to play out that long. Maybe the three episodes that they were initially planning but she's had her kid now, you know, and she'll be in a different place personally, the actress. So I do think that they'll end the mother storyline within those last three episodes and then take it another way. The, we'll probably, um, oh, you can go. Okay. Uh, I'll say uh, we'll probably get some like final wrap up of feelings towards the father with Caitlin Frost and the mother. And I think it'll just be like a nice bow tied up and they'll put it to bed um Mm -hmm. i will say it's probably it's very stressful and straining on a an actor just to do an actor's job so i imagine they're very lightening the story making things as easy as as possible for danielle uh to move forward while still filming so having the mother there certainly uh lightens the load i think story-wise and for the actor yeah i gotta kind of go back i think that like I really enjoyed their their banter, their kind of awkwardness at first because 
she the mom only knows this lady as killer frost but she does know her in a good way like she comes in saying killer frost but then later when frost like i know you only see your husband it's like no like at first that was it true that was true but you saved my daughter you are like you are somewhat of my daughter and i want to learn and then to your point of like was she able to help her was she not she offered frost offered she's like i can help you i think that was a point where she was like I still don't know this situation. That's why she's like, ah, it's, it's okay. It is what it is. But just to wrap it up, I, I kind of hope there's more to the storyline because I I think that, I think Caitlin needs a bigger storyline. I think Frost needs a bigger storyline. That's just not about them. I think they need something else. And I think that her mom could open up a lot of doors to something bigger. So we'll see. Um we have a lot of time. She has a lot of time to be a mother as um, as a real person. But when we get back to when we get back to filming, hopefully that storyline is is kind of either like tossed up, may finished in a great way, or just explored more something. Because right now it's kind of up in the air. My one like, issue with this, anything? and I make it, yeah, my one issue with that is, and then we can move on afterwards, is the fact that prior to all this, Caitlin never had her mother growing up. Caitlin was always like felt abandoned by her and that she was not present or didn't want her as a daughter. So if they're going to take that route next season and say, Hey, Frost, here's a mom, you and mom get to be mom and daughter. What does that say about Caitlin and the character for Caitlin? Like, I think that would be extremely disputing and rude to the character, to the actor. I think it, it would really mess up whatever storyline they had already created yeah, she wants forgiveness, but have forgiveness with Caitlin, not with Frost. I'm sorry. Don't try and build a relationship with Frost. You got to build one with your daughter first, you know? Very, so. very true. Well, I mean, very true. Very. Uh, we'll have to see what they do because if you they will, do yeah. go with that storyline, then Caitlin's lacking. So we'll we'll just have to see. But we got to we gotta continue moving on. There was so much to talk about in this episode. And it started off with, quick with Ava just out there going after her husband. And, and I always, I always thought it was funny because you see team flash, like we gotta, we gotta go help the bad guy in a sense. And we see that Barry goes out there and, and helps, um, helps McCullough or I'm getting his name. Yeah. yeah, McCullough helps him. And even though he doesn't really want it until he needs it. So I want to ask you guys, we see David, we see David in the precinct with Barry and he's saying, just give him over to me. You know he's a bad guy. We're just taking, we're just getting rid of him for you. Were you surprised that Barry actually thought about it? Given everything that we've seen from Barry to this up until this point, were you surprised that? Oh man. Uh it was off-putting. It definitely I was looking at it. And, you know what? No, I wasn't surprised. I would have been, I'm happy the way it went. Uh it shows character development. It, it's a backwards character growth. It's still growth of a character, even though it's going backwards for who Barry is as a superhero. I think it would have been a very easy uh, ploy to just been like, Barry uh, would do his normal thing of being like, no, this isn't what Team Flash stands for. Like, I always wouldn't like that or any of that kind of stuff. I think it would have been too obvious. So I'm happy that the writers did what they did. I'm happy that we got what we did. It touches on that inner turmoil that I spoke about in the opening that we continue to constantly see with Barry, it shows how much of an amazing 
superhero he is that like he gets to go through these things and this is what will make him grow and be the flash that like i grew up on you know that we got to see like the golden age of the flash granted they're pulling from all that stuff um he's this like all american you know he's just this perfect superhero i don't know I, mm-hmm. it's cool to see the growth that's what it is it's growth so Shiksha, how do you how do you feel about all this about um, barry like taking time to think about it You know, I think it follows a theme of last episode where we're seeing these superheroes are actually human and they make mistakes and they have to make the same kind of decisions we have, but ultimately they make the better choice. So seeing him hesitate just made him more human for me because, um, and more realistic too, because we've seen that Barry would literally do anything to save Iris in previous seasons, right? He'd do anything for her. So for him to not hesitate would almost be a little out of character for Barry because we're talking about Iris. Anybody else, totally, but it's Iris, you know? So I think the hesitation was realistic. Ultimately, I do believe he would have made the right choice, which is what makes him a superhero. Here's the thing. We also forget there's Barry Allen and The Flash. There's Clark Kent and Superman. The second Superman lost his wife to the Joker because of, I mean, it's a whole nother comic book story, but the second he lost his wife, Superman and Clark Kent went off the deep end and did something different. They are two separate people, the the Barry and and, and the Flash. The Flash, if he was in his Flash suit, 100% would not have taken the deal. But we're talking about Barry Allen right now. Mm -hmm. Barry Allen and his wife, you know? This whole episode, which was great because of it, was mostly Barry Allen. We get to see how Barry Allen handles situations because he doesn't have a speed and he can't react like a superhero anymore. So it does humanize him and it brings him back down to our level. I liked it. I thought it was the right move. And you know what? Last episode, if you'll remember, he was he was given a difficult choice as well. And um, remember when he, that guy was overhearing him and he's like, oh, I have to do my best to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the way Barry thinks. But you're right, Zach. It just you're seeing him as an actual human without the speed what he would be like but he still makes the right choices i do believe he would have made the right you know do you know what we are seeing and this is why i said this is a lot of growth we're seeing the flaw that the flash has that iris had always been upset with that everyone i personally were a little upset with in past seasons where the flash just instantly reacts doesn't think of consequences who it will affect everyone around him as Barry Allen, he can have that mindset of like having thinking of what the consequences are moving forward, what would happen. I think he is like not just reacting anymore. He doesn't have that reaction speed in his mind. And he's just at, is just not reacting as fast, which is kind of good. You know, he's not messing up and doing the wrong thing. Granted, the choice here would have been the wrong thing to go save his wife. Still, he thought about it. He had a second to think. Very different from yeah. the flash. You guys, you guys hit on all the points that I was thinking. I love that they showed this because it humanized him. We always get the, he's a flash. I got to do what's best. Like, we always have to save everybody. Like he even takes the, he even takes the shards for um, Carver and everything. But I love that they humanized him. I love that they showed him take a second guess. I love that they, they showed him get confronted for taking that second guess. And we, I mean, there's a battle of, what's good, what's bad in this whole episode. And another person that has to deal with that is Sue. And we see that she's kind of dealing with that for a whole different reason because her parents, her parents are, are pretty much not kidnapped, 
but being held above her because they can't do anything but Carver's holding them hostage in a sense. And we see that um, she's now working for him at the beginning. Were you, were you surprised to see that she lied to Ralph and then um, mm-hmm. make, that, make that turn at the end? Because once I, heard, once I heard that she was working for Carver in a sense because of her family, I was just sold on that. What do you guys think? Um, you know, I didn't think the worst of her even once, uh, because I think the last episode that we saw her in, they showed that she was actually a good person because when they first introduced the character, it was, uh, we don't know, but then they showed us that she was doing things for the right reasons. So, um, I didn't doubt her anymore. I also know from the comics, that's who he ends up with. So how could they make her? such a bad person you know they couldn't yeah well um, let me well i just want to i don't want to cut you off too much i'm not i don't want to say that she's a bad person i just i was saying are you surprised that she didn't go through with it because she has so much stuff going on like it wasn't it wasn't that she was just wanting something bad to happen she was saving her family like she was going after him i'm not saying that she was going to kill him i'm just saying were you surprised that she just decided to hold off wait we're just gonna go the ralph route instead of me taking it into my own hands because that's what we've seen her do um, up until now that's that's what i'm getting at i'm not definitely not saying that she is is going to the deep end or any of that well do you think that we don't know we didn't see her make that decision maybe she just couldn't find him she couldn't find carver and then decided to help when she saw what was going down we don't Uh, know that she gave that up to go help i thought i thought she said that when he was like surprised to see her i thought that was an inkling Zach, what do you think? I mean, I don't want to cut you off, Shiksha, but that's no, that's how I took it. That's how I took it. It's like once once she joined the fight, that was her saying, "No, I'm good. I'm going with I'm going with the good side. I'm going with Ralph, and we're gonna just hope for the best." But Zach, what do you think about it? Man, uh, to be honest with you, when she brought in uh, the family, I I thought she hired some like fake family just to get Ralph off of her tail. Um, I lost like i don't know why i, I still have, like ptsd for but i have lost trust for her for when she duped ralph a few times and like i'm like is she gonna do it is it gonna happen right now what what's the twist you know and there's there is something always a twist like yeah it was her real family which is great um and i think up at this point the the uh the warehouse burned down right so all the evidence was gone um mm-hmm. why join black hole then after the fact you know, like Carver still, or not Carver, uh, Colin still had something Carver. on her. Carver, yeah. Still had yeah. something on her. And I just like, how how much can you tipsy turn? How much can you go back and forth, back and forth? Um, and I know it's like the writers toying with us, just like, we can't give you Ralph and Sue just yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with her decision in the end, you know, coming out in that suit, always a badass suit and, uh, you know, helping to, you know, deciding to, to choose to, to fight with them and stick it in. So stick with them. Yeah. I like the character. Yeah. I mean, I like her decision, but I am surprised by it because if we think about it as a whole totality, she's been going after, after Joseph Carver for a long time, way before she knew Ralph. So yep. for the fact that for the, for one thing that Ralph's to say, Oh, don't worry. All the evidence is gone. This guy still is alive at this point. He is still going, he still controls her life. He still controls her family. So for me to see her say, no, Ralph, I'm going to go after him because this is still, this is still my family. I still have to go for this. I've been doing this for so long. It seemed realistic, but I, I 
to you guys' point, I love to see that she like kind of put her trust in Team Flash, in Ralph, and yeah. doing the right thing. But her doing the right thing kind of got her in trouble. We're gonna skip a little bit to the end. I wanna I wanna ask you guys real quick. Um, how do you think she's gonna react to her kind of being enemy number one now? She is the person that killed Carver, according to the public. How will she act and what will the storyline be for her in season seven? Man, she's going to be... Oh, right. Zach, y'all you, my bad. Yeah, she's going to be held up in Star Labs for quite a while. I have a feeling we're going to get a new set on Star Labs just to hold her up, you know. When Nora came around, there was that whole tower or tier or something where it overlooks kind of yeah of the city. Like they have like, like an apartment looking area we have like a we have like a coffee <laughs> shop over here somewhere you know like but come hang out here and sleep here i think we had something similar to that for her to hang out um i'm excited to see that yeah i don't know six well, i'm just going off of that i was gonna say that i hope that the team that team flash helps her uh because as of right now We've seen Cisco communicate with her a little bit, but not really. It's really just been Ralph and her, not the rest of the team. And I do hope that Ralph brings her in and uses their resources and uses them to help her get out of this situation, which I mean, will eventually bring them closer. Yeah, there's really no other option but bringing her in. I mean, uh, they have Ava, who's the the mirror lady. You know, she can go anywhere she wants, um, and now she's out in the public. She could easily just tie up loose ends if she needed to, you know? So like, yes, they have to keep close watch over her. Um, but even Ava said like, you're, you guys aren't my enemy right now. Like this isn't our, like, it's not our fight. So I think it's a, a way to bring that fight back into tie together. So. Yeah. Although they aren't her enemy, they were still taking blows because like you, like we talked about at the beginning, there was a huge fight between black hole we had um, not not Cisco, but we had all of Team Flash, including Sue, kind of take them on. What'd you guys think about that fight, Shiksha? You were pumped about it at the beginning, so I want to let you guys. I want to let you go first because I loved all of it. So, what, what were you thinking? Uh, yeah, this was one of my favorite fight scenes ever. I think, and I it, I think it really has to do with the editing and the way that they showed it because they were showing both sides at the same time close-ups and then they were showing them all together the way that it was the way the visual I guess made it so much mm -hmm. cooler um and it differentiated it from other fights that we've seen um and yeah I don't know I just I really enjoyed it it's very comic book-esque I, I had reminiscence yeah. of like watching Kill Bill like a PG-13 Kill Bill um definitely uh, an interesting way of taking non-metas and people that don't really have too much crazy power um and someone who does have like a lot of power like the flash and really putting them all together and showing how influential and how powerful just the you know team flash is in a whole um mm -hmm. new and old which is awesome a little bummed not to see cisco there but i mean he also doesn't have his powers so yeah it was yeah you didn't have cisco yeah. or caitlin or frost so some of the ogs just weren't even there which was different that's yeah. what happens it, when you get up to six, like six seasons, you know, yeah. it's uh, rotations now. Just rotations. Exactly. It was, it was great to see. And like, the, not only was the action cool, but I, my favorite part was the context and content in between what they were saying with Espinoza and her cousin. Um, and like that, that fighting. And then we got, we got um, Harrison Wells, Nash Wells, 
and then that that storyline like them kind of getting together then we have sue and ralph like there was so much talking in between the fighting that was good to see because cousins fighting then like parental parental like guidance helping out the whole situation with nash wells and then with sue kind of coming back like look i'm with you guys through and through we're gonna fight for it so i, I love that whole aspect it was a great like combination like we're all team flash even not even without the ogs we are all team flash so it was you know cool to see sorry go ahead. no no things. that was it i was going into this fight and i was just like man there's some things that there's going to be major plot holes they better not like i love how flash is notorious for this they'll weave into the writing how a plot hole is like unturned or what What do you you cover the plot hole you, you fill yeah, the plot hole what is much, it the, yeah. yeah so like uh the solar whatever her name is <laughs> the solar powered woman who like can only work when there's sunlight around you know i was like okay how's she doing all these things and then nash is like oh she has a solar power back that like does this this to that that allows her to use her powers and like they're just touching on all these little things and i'm like why is esperanza so angry what is wrong like <laughs> like i don't get it and then they do like a little flashback and they say what's up um and uh the my only issue was was the fact that they returned so fast i almost thought that ava made them into mirror people mirror yeah. whatever but they weren't they were just normal mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. i'm i'm wondering why they returned so fast because I mean, Nicola, like, employed them, you know? I imagine he gave them a ton of money to be mercenaries, you know, to be these these hired killers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. should have been living a decent life, you know? Like, what angry anger could they have towards him? Yeah, uh, but... Oh, no, six, so you go. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna ask and, like, add to that point. We kind of see them turn to one side or another, but my real question is, who is a really who is a real bad guy in this situation? Or bad big bad in this situation? Because we've always up until this point, from the outsider's perspective, it was Joseph Carver. From the outside, he was always going for Joe. He was always going for Team Flash. He was doing mm-hmm. all these bad things. But now we see Ava. I'm coming to kill my husband, and I don't care who's in front of me. And I'm going to take over and do all these things. And at the detriment of anyone and everybody that comes through. So I don't know who really is the bad guy in this situation because yes, she's doing bad things, but it's for a purpose. So what do you guys think on on this turn of events? Because we usually have a strict bad guy. This is why I'm bad. This is what I'm doing. I hate you, Flash, point blank, period. This one is like, I don't even care for you. I'm going after my husband. You're just here, Flash. So this was a very different. What do you think about Zach? That, Zach? Man, hell has no fear like a woman's scorn, let me tell you. Uh, I will say through and through, Joseph Carver was the baddie of this second half of the season. Obviously, we had blood work in the first half and crisis. Why I say that? Um, Ava was, for all intent and purposes, a good person, creating good technology. We have, similar to what we have in the Marvel comics with Stark and uh, whomever took over Stark Industries to make all this, like, uh, all this tech, I forgot what his name was, played by the dude um uh you know they're just taking advantage of technology that should have been used for good and ava just had to sit and watch that and you know what she took matters into her own hands okay you know that's wrong she shouldn't have gone and killed her husband she got a little crazy because the uh dissonance the uh neural dissonance that, that happens in in the mirror world we get it i don't think there is a plan just yet now she will be a baddie, I think, a big baddie coming in the future. But up until this point, 
she had a mission and she completed it. And that's that. And she's taking over McCullough Tech. Hopefully she'll have the right mind to do something good for it. Um, but obviously, you know, that won't be it. But um, Joseph Carver uh, or Joseph yeah. McCullough through and through, Batty, hired the head of Black Hole, hired to kill uh, the head of the CCPD. Um, all these things that he did, like multiple people killed, you know? Yeah, 100% the baddie. And, and Ava's just uh, a broken heart. Um. Okay, I, I definitely thought it was an interesting twist because you had the two two bad guys going against each other and the Flash and the, well, Team Flash is kind of coming in between to save a human being. Um, right. That's something that I don't think they've done yet which is what was so cool about it. But you can't say that Ava's not bad, okay? She kidnapped Iris and the she kidnapped three people. So mm-hmm. how the hell is her fight not with Barry? That's what I never understood because the entire episode, she kept telling Barry, my fight's not with you. This is not about the two of us, but it is. You kidnapped his wife and aren't returning his wife when you could. Um, Carver was definitely an evil. The fact that you know, Sue was having to run as a result of him. You had him That's using, yeah. you had him using Joe West as a, a, as an exchange, <laughs> as an exchange yeah. for his own protection. You know, so they were both bad people. The fact that she was going after that bad guy to kill him. I mean, Team Flash should have just been like okay with it. You know, I mean, I know that's not who they are and they're superheroes and they have to save people. But this guy is really bad, you know, like really bad. And then you have Ava. I don't, I, I just, did you guys understand that when he kept saying, when she kept saying that my fight's not with him, when she's literally in the middle, she still has Iris hostage? I think that, I mean, I don't think her fight was ever with Barry. I think that she is just so in love with the fact that she needs to get, um, repercussions like she needs to go after her husband and anyone and everyone that is in the way in any way are going to be just taken as hostages it is what it is she doesn't mean it she but when she says my fight is not with you this means look I have no biases if you are here you're against me Pe- point blank period that means Iris she was just in the way I don't have any bad feelings for her. she was just in the way and that's where I see that but what I what I think as like in a whole Joseph, obviously a bad guy, but I think he kind of molded Ava into the bigger bad because yes, he created her. Yeah, yeah, he was doing all these bad things with Joe, with Sue, and everything. But the fact that he let his wife be in there and tried to get her out for a while, I don't, I don't believe that. And then the fact that she was in there for nine years, I think the bad, the bad person grew in six, six years. Yeah grew in her and and now I think she is the bigger bad because even though she thinks she is not bad she will hurt anyone and everyone in her way but if why hasn't she released the three of them now that Carver's dead exactly I mean there's there's, I think that's that's the filming that we couldn't get I think that's obvious I think Iris would have gotten out this season but now yeah. that we don't have these last episodes. She's stuck in it. They did what they did, um, which I think made for a better ending. 
But yeah. yeah, go ahead. And speaking on Iris, what do you guys is gonna think? That was the, that was our cliffhanger for this season. What do you guys think is going on with Iris? Because we see she is using her powers. When I say powers, her understanding of the mirrorverse to find David, and then that kind of backfires on her and gives her the the big headache. Starts to turn clear and then disappear. What do you think is gonna? Be, what is happening with Iris, Zach? Uh, she's adapting to the mirror world similar to what Ava did. Um, I think Iris might finally get some cool powers. Uh, I mean, it could be a prediction. I don't want to get into it quite yet. But I think what's happening is she is becoming similar to what Ava was. Because Ava just went through the mirror when the uh, particle accelerator broke or you know exploded. And then Iris went through that same mirror, which was probably still ionized with all the black matter black whatever it was um so she very well could have had her dna rewritten the same way because we're seeing similar uh powers that ava has and now she just like should have disappeared which we saw ava do that a bunch of different times not a bunch but we've seen ava do that so i think it's just um i think it's it's exactly what carver was talking about like your wife is lost man like she's going crazy in the head and she's becoming adapted into that world as opposed to living in the real world. Yeah. Sixer? I just, I have no idea as to where Iris could have, could be now that she disappeared. Like, did she go to well, the She went to the hospital. You think she ended up in the hospital? Every time she started thinking about, she's like, hey, I need to look at the screen. I need to understand what it is. And the second that she started focusing and thinking about it, it became clear. But then because she was focusing on thinking about being part of like Mirrorverse, she looked up and saw what's her face and like she's not of mirror world and mm -hmm. that happened so the last thought on her mind was like oh my god it's the hospital and then she started like in the headache and she just can't control her powers yet you know it's like spider-man when he was just like shooting these things off like crazy he's like trying to figure out how to do it so i know uh i have a prediction i i'll hold on to it hold on to it yeah yeah well we have we have predictions last but before that we want to uh, jump into meta tweets because we want to because we always think so much stuff about the show but we want to awesome. know what you guys thought and that's what meta tweets are for zach perfect awesome man that helps me out gets it a lot faster i don't have to explain it so we'll just get right into it guys we have uh at iris ckp um and it's that scene between uh nash and barry where they're arguing of like how like uh, what's barry gonna do iris is my wife and i have to save her exactly barry um, yes, King, hashtag the flash. I think it just goes to show, I know we already talked a lot about it, but it just goes to show the love between Barry and Iris. And I just, honestly, I'll take any scene between uh, uh, Grant Gustin and Tom Kavanaugh. These two are amazing actors. Great. I hope they act together for all time to tell and further into their you know careers. They're, they're a great duo together. Next, we have uh, what we just finished talking about. Um, Ebby Ellie uh, 226. Uh, so does this mean Iris will become a mirror master? Hashtag the flash. And we have a few stills of her just like going through that headache and then disappearing, similar to what Ava had, Ava had done. I think it's a great way to end the series. I don't know if this was intended to be the way that they ended it. Like I said, I feel like they would have figured out a way to get her out. But um, I mean, man, just like, I like it. I like the way that we have this uh, cliffhanger. And then, of course, our next one, our very own Natalie Dreyfus, who, for all of you who didn't know, was on our show a few, 
months ago, I guess now, and also took over uh, CW The Flash's Instagram yesterday. So if you guys didn't check that out, she was all over answering questions, being the cool lady that she is. And we have a great behind the scenes photo of uh, her just saying, yay, love me some Joe, hashtag The Flash with, looks like a duck. I don't know really what's in her hand, but um, her and Jesse hanging out on set. Love her, love him. Great people to hang out with. And then this is for everybody because you guys brought the attention to me. Um, this is at in info text text. I don't know how to pronounce that. Who has been your favorite non-speedster villain been on the Flash? And we have the Thinker. We have um, Bloodwork. We have God. I always forget his name. <laughs> Chris Klein, oh, uh, whatever is the, the bad guy uh, there. I, I just I just didn't like him. I hated that. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Ava. One with the with the one with the niece or the yeah yeah, I, yeah. That's how that's how bad. So clearly you know my answer for that one. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say I think the thinker was great, great baddie, but Eva or Eva has a lot to to produce. We'll see what's gonna come in the next seasons. Would love to see what your thoughts and reactions are, guys. Uh this was our last meta tweets for this season, but we will be back next season for it. I'd love to feature your tweet so uh tweet at us and uh maybe you'll get to see yours cicada cicada, cicada yes cicada. very true yeah very my true. mine for sure was a thinker but um we're gonna jump right into news because we don't have that much time left so what news is going on around flesh all right so we had the showrunner eric wallace he actually got on the phone for a uh, tv uh, for a, a phone interview with um TV line and he talked about this finale as well as season seven. I'm going to tell you guys kind of what he talked about. So the first thing he said is that um, we should have found out that I, where Iris ended up next episode, which means we would have found out next week, but yeah. instead we're going to find out the premiere of season <clears throat> seven. And honestly, who the hell knows when that's going to be. But Eric Wallace did say that when we watch that episode, we will be in tears i don't know what that means mm. why will we be in tears if he ends up if she ends up in the hospital i don't know let me know what you guys think um okay so apparently all the clothes all the clues we need to know everything that's gonna happen including what happened to iris was given to us in this episode and eric wallace was talking about how mm. he was worried that we would all be able to figure out what was coming as a result of this episode and i think that we guessed where Iris is going to end up, but we haven't really guessed anything else. So think on that. Apparently all the clues we need are there in this episode. Uh, he also said that the last three episodes from season six have already been written. Season seven and season seven, the whole season has been fully mapped out. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. I hope that that means that they're going to film it quicker. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, when he was asked whether or not there would be any changes made to the last three episodes as a result of the pandemic, he said 75 to 80% no, but 15 to 20% yes, um, only because like you can't have a big crowd in the finale, which is something that they normally do is have a big crowd. Uh, they can't have a scene, there most likely won't have a scene where all nine season regulars are in the same room, which is interesting. I hope they find a way around that. Maybe one of them's on a screen or one of the, you know, I don't know. I hope they find a way to round that to get everybody together, but who knows? Um, he also talked about Ava and her happy ending because the way that the episode ended, she got everything she wanted, right? Yeah, but yeah. he said, 
quote, look at her behavior at the press conference. There is a huge clue there, a huge one that all is not well with Ava. And it's the itching, guys. Did y'all notice yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. Itching. So I don't know what the fat, what that means and what's going to happen to her as a result. Like, let me know what you guys think about that. Um, two more things. He said that Aquaman... Aquaman will not be making an appearance uh, when Cisco comes back only because he doesn't think there's going to be enough time for that. And I know, because mm. so, that's Aquaman or Aqualad? He said that no, nobody from Atlantis is coming, basically. Um, and then finally, he said that he's a sucker for happy endings and he hated when his favorite shows went on writer's strike and he never got a satisfying ending. So he said that the fans should stick around because we will eventually get a happy ending. He promises. So that's nice. Well, that's that's definitely oh. exciting. Yeah, and as a as a happy ending, I feel like we should, it's only right that we give our predictions for what we think. Like just quick predictions. What do you think is going to happen in season seven? What do you, what do you want to happen in season seven? Let's do that because we don't. There's so many things that could happen. What do you guys want to see, Shiksha? Okay. Um. Well, the prediction that I had earlier that I didn't say was I think that Iris is going to be the one to defeat Ava in the end because she now has similar powers. So she'll come out and she's going to be the key to defeating Ava because she's the only one who can match up to her. But I also kind of hope that Iris doesn't end up with superpowers after that just because her thing is the citizen. And um, so I'm really hoping they, they go back on focusing on that and her newspaper. Um and I hope that they figure out the whole Frost Caitlin situation. I'm not loving where that character is at right now. And I hope that they find a way to differentiate between them, but not make one evil again. You know? Agree. Cool. Zach? Yeah. Man, I want a conclusion with Godspeed. There's so much. Oh, yeah. So much potential with Godspeed. I know it's another speedster, but I mean, God, like the comics are out. It's just a perfect blueprint for what could happen. I mean, you could even go the Red Death route, which was hinted. Again, it's another speedster. I'm a sucker for speedsters. I would love to see an arc like that. Um, I mean, that would open up the Dark Universe would be mind-blowing in itself. Not enough time to get into that. But um, yeah, I would like to see a conclusion with at least one of those speedsters um and uh yeah would hope for iris getting back to the citizen and being that like strong powerful reporter that we know that she is that we've seen that we like um and uh maybe some babies some babies yeah see i i agree with both those points and i definitely (laughs) want to see that as well one thing that i want to see that i'm excited for is is reverse flash i want to see what's going to happen with that because we were told that was going to be our cliffhanger so where is that going to lie in season seven But leave in the comments below what you guys think is going to be the finale or what you guys think is going to happen in season seven, what you guys want in season seven. But that is going to do it for us today. But before we leave, as always, if you guys want to continue the conversation, just do it with us on our social media. Zach, where where can they find you? Guys, my name is Zach. You can find me all across social media. Zach with a C.H. Silverman. And I'm Shiksha Maithani, a.k.a. Bali Girl. You can find me on all social media platforms at i am bolly girl where i post about bollywood news bollywood dances and whatever after shows i'm on exactly and that'll do it for us and i am jeff williams and you guys can follow me at jeff will jeff will jr on all your social media platforms 
And again, we thank you guys for tuning in every week. This has been a great week. This has been a great season, even shortened, but it was great because we interacted with you guys, learned so much about the Flash, and we got season seven. So we'll see you guys soon. Have a great one. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.